So I had the privilege of interviewing Lindsay Raven, um, who is living in Rome, Italy right now, and we are in quarantine. So what a better time than to have some conversations via Zoom and things I didn't even know existed not that long ago. So this is magical. I'm in my kitchen and you're in your living room across the world. And we are connected through being Bluebell dancers. Um, I chose you to be my first interviewee because the reunion this summer in Paris was magical. And I wouldn't just say it was just like a, the highlight of my summer. It really was like the highlight of a decade. Because being a bluebell dancer at age 20, the first show I ever did was Hello Hollywood Hello, which is the was is still the largest show in the world. At 20, I had no idea what a gift and how beautiful. I mean, it was it was wonderful, but it was coming back and going to that reunion and seeing these amazing dancers all poised and gorgeous out in front of the Lido and like, oh, there are my people, these tall women with such um, beauty and poise and just how you put that together with such heart and extra um, beautiful experiences that, that we didn't even know we were in for. So I would love to hear about your process of putting that together, but I didn't get to go to the Bluebell 100 year birthday celebration. So I would, if you wanna start there with a little history, because I know a lot of our listeners have no idea who Miss Bluebell is. And she's the big part that make, made this whole experience so special, not just for the reunion, but our careers as dancers. So Lindsay, take it away and tell us okay. maybe <laughs> some of the Bluebell history and what led you up to doing the reunion. Okay, well, thank you very, very much, um, Sherry, for inviting me here today. And I will be delighted to talk to you about my experiences and, and so on. Well, Miss Bluebell um, was born in Dublin. In, in Ireland and she was actually adopted by a lady from the church who took her in and she was advised by her doctor to start dancing because she had problems with walking and problems with her feet and legs so she was advised by her doctor to start dancing to strengthen her legs and from there she actually became a dancer and um, her first job I believe was in Germany, in Berlin. And um, from there, she went to Paris in 1930. And in 1932, she was actually asked by the Follage Bergère to put on her own um, dance group. And she wanted to have a dance group that was unique. And so she decided to have all tour dancers. And she had the minimum height. Then I believe it was five foot eight. Um, for the girls. And she put on her first show in 1932 at the Folish Bergère. And then in 1948, she put on a show at the Lido in Paris, um, which was considered to be the best nightclub in, in the world. And she actually put on 25 different shows at the Lido, everyone more successful um, than, than the next. She also had a dance group at the um, Moulin Rouge in Paris at the same time. And um, the dancers there were called the Margaret Kelly dancers, which is actually Miss Bluebell's real name. 
Um, incidentally, her name, Miss Bluebell, comes from the fact that her dancer, her, her doctor, sorry, um, called her Bluebell because her eyes were the colour of Bluebell flowers. And that's where she took the name from, from there. And from there, I mean, it was just success after success. I think it was in 1958, um, she had her first group in Las Vegas at the Stardust Hotel. And she went on to have 12 diff different shows there, lasting up until 1991. And in 1974, she opened at the MGM um, Grand Hotel in Las Vegas with the show Hallelujah Hollywood that ran for seven years and then uh, Jubilee from 1981 um, from it was a show I was in the opening cast and then from, from um, two or three years three or four years later the hotel was bought out by Ballas but the show still continued Jubilee and that went on for almost 35 years until 2016 which is absolutely incredible as you know she had the show hello hollywood hello in reno she had she was very very prominent in spain at the scala theater there argentina hong kong and the uk italy south korea mexico um kenya she had world tours um in europe she was an extremely famous person. Many programs been done on her life story. There was BBC six-part documentary done on on her life, and um, she was at one time they said um, the Bluebells was as popular for exports as Scotch whiskey. So <laughs> she, she she really was, you know, very very famous, and um, you know everyone who's worked for her is just being extremely proud to be a bluebell dancer in fact you would say if someone asked you what you did you would reply you were a bluebell dancer rather than a dancer those two were sort of seen to go together and they i believe they opened the doors for for other work as well not just in the dancing world but also for other things as well it gave you so much confidence and so on i only ever went for one audition and that was for the bluebells after that the other jobs i called was just from saying i was a bluebell so you worked steady as a bluebell like one show no i worked for bluebells for two and a half years okay. um in jubilee but after that all the other jobs that i had for another six years I only had to say that I was with the Bluebells and you I got the job straight away without any audition. That's so. Um, so interesting because she's so well known in Europe and here, even trying to describe what the show that I did, Hello Hollywood, people keep saying burlesque. I'm like, it's not burlesque. And we don't seem to have the standard that the Europeans have, what it is to be a Bluebell dancer the requirements, mm -hmm. the strong ballet technique that we had dancers were part of Royal, Royal Ballet. Oh my gosh, we're at yeah. Royal Ballet Academy. Yeah, sure. And I think sure. That, that it's not understood in America of the quality of dancer, besides just the height, that the, mm -hmm. the poise and grace is not something that we have really much here because now that Vegas is, there's no more of these kinds of shows. It's just this memory of something of girls wearing feathers there's not the attachment that they were actually like beautifully trained technical dancers 
And that was something that was very, very important at the audition that I went to in London, where Miss Bluebell was there, along with Don Arden, the producer, and um, the agent in the UK, etc. Um, part of the audition was, was ballet. We had to do classical ballet. Yeah. And a jazz routine as well. So, yeah. All wearing tall, tall heels. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Which is not easy to do. That's so right. Can you tell me a little bit about the 100-year birthday reunion and then, and then what happened in this next one? Because there's a gap in between, but I know there's a lot of work that had to go into yeah. going sure. Okay, well, let's, let's, before the, la the very first reunion, I just want to go back to a little bit to 2007 when I had an idea about starting a social networking website for dancers or for anybody in entertainment and also people who work backstage as well for cast and crew of, of any shows in the world. And it's a social networking website called Showbiz Friends. But at the time when my husband and I were developing it, um, the word social networking didn't even exist. Facebook was just starting out around the same time, but not many people knew about it. And I had this idea of bringing dancers together. I had lost contact with many of my friends because it wasn't that easy then. You had to sit down and write a, a letter. We didn't have mobile phone numbers to contact people. You know, you, had made, you might have had their home telephone number of their parents, but then if their parents moved or so, you completely lost contact and also as you know we we all ended up living in all different countries I met my husband when I was working on a cruise ship who's Italian I came to live in in Rome and a lot of my friends are all spread out throughout the world so it was very easy to lose contact with people and that's why we we had my husband and I had this idea of starting this social networking website to bring in people also for people who are in the business now they can use it for for um, social networking to get other jobs to be in contact with people and for people like us who can you know reminisce about what it was like in in the golden years and to be to communicate with people who understand them, who share the passion and who have been through the same type of things. That we are. As you said, you were 20 when, when you started. I was 19. We were very young. We were thrown into a completely new world. But we were surrounded by people who were in that same situation as us. So we drew from them. They drew from us. And we shared our passions. And that was how... Basically, I think we got through it and we survived in the beginning <laughs> by being around people. Then all of a sudden you leave that, you go into a so-called normal world. And it's difficult to, sh to talk about the things that you have done with other people who have lived a so-called normal life. So that is the reason we started um, Showbiz Friends. And then through talking to people on the site, we realized that there really was this need to get together, not just to speak via the computer, to be together. So we approached the Lido and um, we went over to Paris and we spoke to them and um, we put the proposal to them. This was in 2009. And in the beginning, it seemed a little bit strange to them because they'd never had anything like that 
before. Um, Miss Bluebell had died a few years before, so she wasn't part of it anymore. There was a new management team that hadn't been part of the old Bluebell legacy, the, the, the Lido, etc. Et so basically, we sat down in the Lido with them and explained how important it was to be a Bluebell and what it meant to be a Bluebell and how we proposed to do this reunion to bring people together. And we wanted to do it in the, the following year, which was 2010, on the 24th of June, which would have been the day that Miss Bluebell would have been 100 years old. And that's what we did. We had about, I can't remember the exact numbers, about 200 and something people come to, to the first um, reunion and it was a wonderful experience and um, basically straight after everybody asked us to do another one yes. um, it was had such an impact on people that it wouldn't have had the same impact if we'd have done it the, the following year and not only for the work that is is involved with it so yes we did wait nine years for it but we felt it was the right time to do it and so the reunion was as you know last year we extended it we didn't just have the one day because we want we felt that yeah last time the very first time they had the show they had dinner and the party but we wanted to pe people to really connect again so that was why we had the day beforehand when they could reminisce we we put all the photographs together that people had sent us onto it was almost three hours the 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 video that we were able to show we organized a dance class for a small group of people who wanted to take part and, and you know and yeah we had dancers up on the stage the stage that they'd worked on walking down the staircase doing some of the bluebell um choreography it was a very i didn't take part of it because it was limited numbers and i obviously didn't want to take a, a place from someone but i was very emotional just watching people take part in that as well and as you know there was the photograph that was organized in front of the, the Eiffel Tower which was a reconstruction of an I believe a 1964 1968 photograph so there was lots of different things going on and then on the third day we also organized a um, a group went to the Moulin Rouge many of the dancers have worked for both the Lido and the Moulin and so we wanted to incorporate that as well so it was it was very special from our point of view because we knew how special it was for everyone and as you mentioned we it wasn't just myself doing it um, I was the front person but I certainly had a team working with me which was my husband who did all of the graphics all of the images that you saw that was totally him that did that and then our son um, Christian who is at university at the moment in St. Andrews in Scotland. Um, he, he wrote the book and he did all the research. We had an 80 page book on the, the history of the Bluebell shows. So he did all the research of that, putting the book together and was just a tremendous support with me and coordinating everything. It really was, it was a team work. Um, our works, intertwined and to give an example we had the deadline of when we had to get the book to the the printers 
and we were literally running out of time. We had two computers that had the program on that we needed to work on. And we had to work 24 hours around the clock for days on end to get it done. And so I was working until my husband, my husband is a musician, I was working until he came in from work about two in the morning. I then went to bed, Christian, my son kept on working. Sergio took over from the computer I was working on. I went to sleep for about five hours, got up in the early in the morning, went back onto the computer. Sergio and Christian went to sleep for a few hours and then got up again. We were literally surviving on like three, four hours sleep for days on air. I mean, we joked about it. Even our dog had jet lag because he was going <laughs> for walks at like two or three o'clock in the morning. It was, it was a, a little bit crazy for, for the, the weeks, you know, building up to it and, and the coordinating of, of everything. And we would, you know, peop, we had over 300 people that came to this reunion from six different continents. So we were receiving phone calls and messages from people in Australia, in America, in Thailand, in, Thailand, in China, in the Caribbean, everywhere in, in Europe, in South Africa. So at all times of the day, so, as well as doing our own jobs as well. Oh, wow. So, so it took up, well, it completely dominated our life, I would say, for a year. Um, more in the last months than, than in the beginning months, but it, it really was, it was more than a full-time job, as well as having our own full-time jobs as, as well. So, but um, it was worth it. it. It really was to see everybody's faces and, um, and to bring everybody together. Definitely, 100%, it, it was worth it. Your Bluebell Grace was so present because hearing how much work that was, because we show up and we've been flying, we're all excited. And you're, what I love, there's so many things, is you sitting with your son and your husband. And you're so gracious. And we have no idea how many hours that you'd put into this. We knew it was a lot, but that book is a treasure. There are so many gems in there and that you honored every, every show. So all of us got to find our piece in that history. Yes. And it was so yes. beautiful together. And we're getting our shirts and our tags and our books and all the things that were so special. There was so much thought. And so to hear how much work went into that, it so shows, like I look at that book, I've shared it with my dancers because it's a thing that they have no concept of what that was yes. like, but you brought the glamour, but all in that you just had this beautiful serenity. And I have to say, one of my favorite things was on that last night when we went to the Lido show, we're taking our picture with bluebells from way back with the current bluebells on that stage. And there's just so much beauty. And then you with your gorgeous blue dress with your husband and your son, standing with you and applauding you there was something it made me cry because you're, you're not, you know it wasn't like this fake show girl life like these are real people with real love stories that we've all lived a lot of life since there but to mm -hmm. come together and look through the audience of all the history and then to have everybody like you know give you this beautiful appreciation which I've heard for months after we're still saying Lindsay thank you thank you thank you but it wasn't <laughs> just like a class reunion you know there's a few like 
little snippets of things. There's so much thought. And I do want to go back to that dance class because that, there were some things that were said that like from the, what I can even talk, when we were backstage, like, I don't know if I can put on heels anymore. I've had two hip replacements. But I'm back there with the costumes hanging and my body remembers what that was like to be backstage mm -hmm. with quick changes and then getting on the stage. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I can go up and down the stairs with my hip replacement. I was running up and down those stairs by the end. I felt like I was back at being 20 on that stage and the ballet mistress, I remember we were doing some promenade and she said, ladies, just live your best life. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I got so emotional. <laughs> and we were clapping for the I don't remember the girl's name who gave us the combo but she was lovely but one of the ladies I think she was probably in her 70s was next to me and she kind of said it quiet she said I don't know why I stopped dancing all of us started crying because yes. yeah. we forgot like how magical that was to be on the stage and I think a lot of people danced after but being up there even though I never danced on that particular stage, it was with these women with all these stories, all this beauty, it all came back. And so yes, that yeah. gift was very, I mean, not all of us got to experience it, but even like the photo shoot, we got to be in our body. Yes. And what it felt yeah. like to be there. It wasn't just an experience of us, you know, telling stories and looking at pictures. We got to embody it. And you brought so much of that with such heart that I think however you saw this, you must have been thinking that you were giving us not just an experience, but like a felt, a felt sense of what it was like to be a bluebell. Oh, thank you very much for saying that. That's lovely. I remember at the end of the dance class, um, one of the ladies' husbands came up to me and hugged me. And he said, I just want to say thank you to you for what you've done for my wife. So I think it wasn't just the actual bluebells themselves. A lot, a lot of dancers when they got married um, or are in a partnership, their husbands or their partners hadn't actually seen them in that pre-life. So I think it was for some of the husbands that were there with them, it was also nice for them to see what their wives had done beforehand yeah. as well. Well, and then there were some daughters in the class too, like their moms. That's right. And yeah. girls, so they were up there dancing. There was quite a few daughters that were with their mom and that part made me really emotional. My daughter has never yes. seen the show, but she's seen the video and she loves it. Like, I feel like I, being American, there's a different thing of the costumes, like being topless, which for listening to this podcast, no surprise. Um, and I had had shame about it. And it was interesting because it's very American idea of what those mm -hmm. shows were. And then the European, especially the French has a very different um, yes, it is very idea different. of that interesting I think when I got to share that with my daughter of the beauty and the glamour and she's watched the videos and the pictures she loves that so even though she didn't go it was a celebration I think she just was happy for me that I got to really understand what I was part of that I don't think I got to hold that well at 20. I feel yes. like coming back it was a mature eye and the, the opportunities that being a bluebell gave me because I did several shows after that weren't with bluebell but I would not have had that same audition experience if I hadn't said, yes, I work for Miss Bluebell. You're already like understood that you are, you have the talent to do that. You're probably going to be fine in any other show. Exactly. Exactly. So did you continue dancing after, so after you left Jubilee, you worked on cruise ship? And then after that, I went to Japan through an American um, agent 
And then after Japan, I then went to, um, first of all, to Madrid and then to Barcelona, working for the Scala Theatre for Christina Reba. Um, then I went to work on a cruise ship, then another cruise ship. And then after that, I went to work for a French choreographer in St. Martin in the Caribbean and then back on cruise ships for another two and a half years. And that's where I met Sergio. Oh my gosh. I was a dancer in the show and he was a musician on board. So that's how I met. I worked on cruise ships. Well, and it's like also the same, like how many dancers married musicians or people that work backstage, like all these stories, like of how people from all different parts of the world end up in one place and then continue to travel. Exactly. That's amazing. So we are, we are kind of at the end of our time, but I would like for you to give us a little bit of information, like for showbiz friends, like if there are bluebells that maybe didn't know that was a thing or other dancers. Okay. Well, the the web address is www.showbizfriends.com. It's totally free for, for registration. And it's for anybody who's worked in any professional show throughout the world or is working in any professional show, whether it's on stage or behind the scenes or part of the creative team. Sergio and I are actually in the process of completely revamping the site at the moment. Part of being in quarantine, and we've been here in Italy for, I think we're in our sixth or seventh week now. And um, so part of that, we're taking the opportunity of being having the chance to work on the site. Yeah. So um, hopefully, in, it won't take too long, as, as soon as possible, the site will be completely revamped. We have lots more sort of more interactive things going on, new graphics and a lot more sort of modernized. And um, yeah, so it's, it's actually very exciting. Um, so yeah, for people to come along and say, and if you've been in any professional show, it's only for professional people. It's not for fans of the business we have right. a lot of high profile people there and it and fans can come and onto the site and they can see the articles that we've written they can see um articles we've done on shows interviews we've done with people who are in shows backstage creative team and um choreographers and so on they can read newsletters but they can't actually join the site so they can see it as a visitor if they're if they are um a fan or have been in amateur shows but they can only join if they have been in a professional show or are in a professional show it's it's for it's for people like us yeah. to share our memories and there are over 4500 shows on there we have the largest database of shows from any website. Oh my. So when you go onto the site, if, once you're a member, you can click into the find a show area. And then yeah. from there, there will be all the different countries. For example, if you go to USA, then it's then divided into cities. If you go, for example, to, to Las Vegas, you will have about 20 or 30 different venues there where they've had shows dating back to the 1930s, 1940s. 
with information about all of the shows, who choreographed the shows. Every show has a photo gallery and a video gallery. So members can upload their photographs and videos to those the shows they've been into. Being in, they can um, add themselves to the cast and crew of that show. So it's very interactive, but the new site, not the new site because the name is going to, it's still the same, but the revamped site will have a lot more um, things like that uh, to do. Do you know so where it's very exciting. I'm you sorry. Like, do you have a timeline of when you think we that don't might have happen? a timeline? No, we, we are working on it every spare minute, basically. <laughs> and, but if I don't. Um, if so you go on there now, it's still the old site. Okay. Um, but members on there now will be transferred over to, to, to the new site when, when we're up and running. And we will be there as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was wonderful to register on there. It was easy. But I really, I didn't realize that was your site. I thought you were yeah, being I'm trying to find people from other shows with other producers, and I've tried searching online. I had no idea that I could find like Greg Thompson production and Gene and Ryan, and I'm going to go check it's, this out. It's all there, yeah. Oh, yeah. The you can do a search through productions. You can do a search through. We have search through choreographers or all the all the different shows that are that are on. So going back from, if you look at New York, you've got all the theaters in New York, and the shows going back to like the 1940s. What an amazing, I really, I need to go on there and spend more time. I did not know that you had this whole treasure. Yeah. So before and we wrap any, sorry. Oh, good. I was saying of any um, future reunions we have, they will also be mentioned on there. So that's the place to check back on because we do have plans of one in the future and that's all I'm saying at the <laughs> moment but um, really? we certainly are in the middle of plans it will be different from the last one it will yeah. be a different location from the last one but um yeah it's very exciting I think the day after we got home from the Paris one, we we're like, Lindsay, when's the next one? <laughs> and people were like, let her sleep. Let her have a <laughs> before she gets busy. Because, yeah, there was something that as soon as we were done, like, we need to do this more. Because, yeah, the, and a lot of it is because that era is now gone. And the fact that, it's, you know, you can go see it in Paris. But we're all still alive. We still have the stories. We have the photos. Um, I want to thank you. I, I will be forever grateful for that reunion and all the work and the extra that you added because it actually started me. Like I'm putting together a Parisian cabaret now because I want to keep that style around wow. my dancers to get to experience it and to raise the level of what is expected in your, your presence, not just like stage presence, but there is a level above that I think the Bluebell history and you could see it in all those ladies standing in their glamorous dresses, no matter how old we were and how much our hips and knees have been compromised, it's still embodied in them. It's just it is. So it's simple. something that will always be there. Absolutely. As we say, once a bluebell, always a bluebell. And that is the point. That is very, very true. <laughs> yes, once a bluebell, always a bluebell. So, Lindsay, this has been wonderful. You're my first interview, and it felt really important to start with you because you have been this hub, and especially knowing about showbizfriends.com, that that is actually directly you, that you are holding all these treasures that we now 
can go and look through and, and celebrate and reconnect and find friends that we lost and didn't know where they were. I think the other thing is like maiden names. So many people are married. You can't just look them up if you don't know exactly. their new name. And so that was a beautiful way to find people that I couldn't find on Facebook or anything because I didn't know their name. So I, I wish you the best in your quarantine that you have great time of creativity and you get some rest, but that also that you're back out and get to see the beautiful country again. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I love that I have a friend all the way in Italy that we could connect right here on my kitchen okay. table. So thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to stop the recording and I'll say a separate goodbye to you after. Okay. So, thank you very, very much.